Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers from all walks of life to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. I'm Shannon Keegan, marathon swimmer, wife, mom, and swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water, where we seek to empower individuals to become comfortable and confident in the water so they can start swimming places. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. On this stormy Knoxville morning, we chatted with the founder of Bridges to Bluffs and Knoxville Open Water Swimmers and Marathon Swimmer himself, Blake Ogle. Quick to dismiss his accomplishments, Blake focused the conversation on building community in Knoxville, but I got him to tell us a little bit about tackling the cold, not taking no for an answer, and getting stuck in a tree on a birthday swim. Enjoy. Tell us your story, Mike. Okay. Um, first off, I'll just say that we've got storms rolling through here yesterday and today, and so my internet connection sometimes shows it's unstable. So hopefully that won't be an issue. Um, anyways, my name is Blake Gogol. I'm 40 years old, and I'm the co-founder and co-director of the Knoxville Open Water Swimmers, known as the Cows with a K in Knoxville, Tennessee, and co-founder and co-director of the Bridges to Bluffs 10K open water swim. So um, part of my marathon story is telling the story of cows and with Bridges to Bluffs um, with how it got started here in Knoxville because we were the first open water swimming group. And uh, my co-director Jack McAfee and I were the first two to really start swimming in Knoxville and to make open water swimming a thing. So um, that's a little bit more interesting than hearing about, you know, I grew up swimming or I didn't grow up swimming or, you know, I did this race or did that. Um, I'm not a very competitive person, but I like sports, but it was never really, you know, uh, those group participation things or, or it's kind of like that Gen X, like, eh, you know, with organized events. So um, I was drawn to running, cycling, uh, trail running, you know, those types of things and always swimming. And I was always drawn to the water. And back in 2015, I found myself uh, the president-elect of a multi-sport club here in Knoxville, which kind of encompassed all of endurance sports. Uh, a friend had kind of roped me into it, and I took it because um, they controlled an open water swim group that happened way out west. It was took forever to get out there, and um, it was in a hot location, and it wasn't the, I still don't think it's the best. It's a beautiful location, but um, I wanted to be more involved in with that and to kind of also bring in more inclusivity into the multi-sport scene. Uh, locally, it's primarily triathlon dominant. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this group kind of took all that in. And while we were starting it, we built it as a legit organization to where we were dealing with sponsorships and making it a 501c3. And then we had taken on insurance. And I found myself uh, in a position where nobody else would take over the role. So I had to keep it for a second year. And, Part of the thing was if I get to keep it for a second year, I'm going to open, I'm going to use our insurance that we get to open up a swim that happens downtown in the river to kind of do more of an advanced swim for people, 
it seemed like every swim that we did was targeted just towards beginners and it was just towards like that thousand yard mark or stuff and we weren't swimming out in the main channel and it's like we've got all these awesome places to swim why aren't we there and so um, I'd express my ideas and uh, back at this time the downtown river scene in Knoxville Tennessee um, was nothing it was kind of considered cursed and when people found out that what I was going to try to do they uh, kind of laughed at it you know, and it was always kind of looked at, nothing happens down there. There was a triathlon that had taken place and the water would always be mid fifties and they'd pull people out hypothermic and it ended and it had kind of a terrible relationship with the city. And so um, a friend of mine introduced me. She's like, you need to meet this guy named Jack. He just moved here from Chattanooga. And Jack and I are, now we're really good friends, but we're kind of total opposites. And I think that's why it kind of worked. And things took off here. Um, he is extremely competitive. He's extremely accomplished. Uh, he's won Ironman Florida. He's won all these marathons. You know, I've been over at his house before and going through medals and it's like, what's this? And it's a world championship medal. You know, he's like, oh, no big deal. So he brought to that aspect of things of having the experience and he had helped Karen Nazer down in Chattanooga as one of the original cows that started the Chattanooga swim. And he'd done swim the suck every year. And I was kind of transitioning in my life, uh, looking for something different to do uh, a little bit, you know, trying to find, you know, something more unique, more challenging. And I'd always been drawn to the open water into a more solo time, you know, and so we had a meeting and we met and we discussed what our goals were. And we decided right then that we were going to form something and start it but we didn't know where we were going to do it. All that we knew is we were going to meet Thursday, no matter what the weather was, what the conditions were, or how many people showed up that we were just going to show up and we were going to do it. So, and we, uh, that first year was, this was five years ago and it was a lot of fun. I mean, we uh, would show up and we'd try to find these different places to swim, to fill it out. And one day we saw this porch that was down on the river and it was next to the Tennessee owns that so we started sleeping around and this guy that owned it was actually opening up a bar and a paddleboard shop and kayak rental place and so we got in touch with him and he didn't know us from anybody and we was like hey we want to start swimming in the river and you know we want to use your uh, porch to base off of and by the way could we maybe rent some kayaks from you and so he didn't know us and he's like yeah we'll provide them for you so for the last couple of years, we'd had that relationship to where anybody that wanted to pilot could come and they would give them a free paddleboard or a free kayak and kind of became the fun thing to do. And people started getting more drawn to the river um, at that. And it, we started seeing groups of from like three to four of us, you know, was suddenly going up to like 10 people, you know. And uh, one day we found this little exit that happened, or Jack had found this exit um, down a little further out of town that, had, that wound up about 5.8 miles from where we swam. And we thought it would be a good idea to bring the people up from Chattanooga that were training for some longer stuff like Jenny Smith and Karen Nazer and Jamie Ann Phillips, who've all now done big swims, but at the time it was really only Kara that had done it. And they were all training for stuff. So we got a group of people and um, we kind of laid out this whole event or what we were going to do we were going to jump off and everybody was going to have their pilot and we were going to allow some of the people from Knoxville who were kind of new at going anything longer than an Ironman distance to trade off into a relay you know and just have a long swim in some cooler water for the Chattanooga people and so we did it on September 11th 
and it wound up being a really great day. We were so excited when we were going there, like, this is going to happen. And it's like, no one's ever swam down this section of the river before, you know, what's going to happen? And so there was that. And we got done and we talked to Kara about it that more, uh, later on and she agreed that she thought that it was a great thing to do. So we should maybe think of doing a race. So, and that's how it was all born. And then it just kind of grew from there. I had my experience from helping organize with the multi-sport club, uh, getting my contacts around town. Jack had his contacts of just being an elite athlete that people would want to be around to swim and being with Kara and knowing how they started their organization in Chattanooga. So it kind of just grew naturally from that. And uh, the next thing was to decide how to get a distance. So we had the river boat and they never really liked us swimming beside it. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they're a different crowd of people. They're, they kind of remind me of, if you've ever crewed a channel, like the channel boat guys, they're kind of like that, but on the river. And uh, so we started talking to them. We researched them like how, and they were all like, if you go off our boat, it's a, you know, 3,000 or some enormous fine that they do. So he's like, we're going to get it. So we just worked and worked and worked. And so we invited this captain, this old guy, and we looked up everything about him and uh, invited him out to dinner. And we were all nervous sitting there because he's like, this is make or break. If we do this, you know, if it works, then he has to agree to this. We've got to make him do it. And we sat down and everything was just not working. Like he was just giving us this stone faced look, like I'm not buying it. Like, he's like, you want to jump off and swim how far? And like, <laughs> he's like, it's cold. People can die. And he's like, no. And then Jack had actually found this little triathlon that happened in Alabama that jumped off a river boat and he had a little picture of it. Okay. And that a guy happened to see it and he looked down and he goes, wait. And he goes, I trained to that guy who, drives that boat and he's like he does this and he's like yeah and he's like I mean and from right then like once he knew that it was on and he's like yeah and he's like you want to jump off the front of the boat and we was like yeah we actually do and so he's like all right let's do it and from that moment on it was it was done and so then we had to get people to actually come and swim you know and that was the next big challenge we had done this and I think I was trying to remember how we actually come across getting the national championship but we had made the joke, I believe, like we were coming into a lot of roadblocks with like when you city, you know, there's a lot of different permits you've got to go through and, and you know, permissions that you've got to get. And we were hitting all this. And I think we'd seen the, the thing to host a national championship. We made the joke, like if we got that, you know, I bet that could open up some doors. And then like we opened up a registration and nobody's signing up you know, and we're having all these problems getting all this. And then like Jack's like, we got the national championship. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I kind of, kind of filled it out as a joke, like just to see, you know, and he's like, and we got it for the next year. So we'd already been labeled as hosting a national championship and we hadn't held our first year. We hadn't had 15 people sign up. And so we uh, hit probably every roadblock going through there. But um, I'll tell you that whole process of that first year of doing it was great in retrospect because it opened up to a lot of people locally they got onto it and they started eventually coming around to the idea of doing something longer than an iron man you know doing something that's unique to the city and so they started coming with that and then seems like the week of the race we had like 70 something people showed up and so we considered that a success and we rolled out our national championship for uh years and we had one year to plan for it so we've hosted the race four years, three years officially. Um, we went from kind of after that first year, things just went great. 
um, from it. And it was really beyond anything that we were ever expecting. You know, we were like, more people are doing the 10K and then people are flying in from out of states, you know, and they're coming in to do that. And then our city started taking note. Um, one of our friends is a great photographer and she did the photos that are behind that are, are awards that we do. And so we kind of rolled out things and we laid out the event to is like, what's the best things that we've ever experienced and what, how do we want to do this? And we made it to where it wouldn't be about making profits for ourselves, but to grow the sport in the community. And then um, we'd kind of seen people kind of challenging us, like looking at us like, this isn't going to happen. Like people don't swim this far. They're not going to travel there to do that. You know, all this, like, it felt like our backs were up against the wall and we're both people that were stubborn enough to when that happens, like we're going to make it a success. And so we just put our, our heads together and then this great team came about. Uh, we've got people that kind of took their own roles with it. And now, you know, everybody's kind of got their own little niche that they work with and they have pride with it. And it kind of really gives you the motivation to keep doing it when you see people that come up to you and say things like, I'm training for your race. You know, a thing that started out as like an idea in your head and then they're actually investing their time and their money and they're traveling there for it. Uh, see those things type, uh, those things happen. It's just, it's been fantastic to see it grow and to see the mix of people that come in and through it. And our swims that we have on Thursday nights, we've groomed just a great group now to pick them out and be like, that's our open water swimmer. You know, if they can jump in 56 degree water and, you know, with a current and there's bridges and traffic and everything downtown and they do great. And you get to see some people that maybe wouldn't be the best in other sports, but they can do really well in this. And now they've got a race. And, you know, our, one of our original ideas was step up to first double digit swim and folks are doing it we've had uh since we started 12 people step up and go 10 miles um i don't know how many we've had that have stepped up and done the 10k but um they become great cold water swimmers because it's cold primarily year round um some people are joining me and been swimming year round with me and it's fun to see that step up and those uh those people and it helps keep you motivated to keep doing it because it really is like taking on a second full-time job that you don't make any money for and people like to give you a lot of hard times about, about sometimes and you think this is just for senior your own uh, things but uh, when you see that and then we've also got a partner that's become like a really close friend and they're just as invested as you are with it then you know, that those are stuff that keeps you going. So um, it's been an honor to do it for the community and to keep up for a little while, but um, we plan to be on the scene for a while. So we'd love to have all you guys come join us. So uh, I guess that's it for telling my story as far as what other questions that, you know, you have for the interview, so. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about, um, about pushing distance, both like how you've pushed your own distance as well as you can talk about community and how you can like encourage others to build distance. Yeah. Well, so I started pushing my distance in 2015, stepping up. I wanted to do swim the suck and to step in and start going into some other things. And 
I didn't want to rush going into the bigger distances and the colder stuff and kind of, I'd been around different scenes long enough to see how fads take on like Ironman or ultra marathons or things, you know, and somebody sees it and thinks, well, I can do it. So I'm just going to jump in and sign up and, you know, and do one. And um, I think you miss a lot of things when you go about it that way. So I wanted to do it right um, with it. And there was a group like Anita's on the call. She did swim the suck with me my first year. Um, and so we would just set up and organize our training on the weekends and do point to point river swims as it started off and, you know, and did it in groups and we would take turns, you know, piloting for one another and Jamie Ann Phillips, when she was training for stuff, we kind of partnered up and I've crewed her for Scar and for Catalina. Um, and we've done a lot of training stuff together and we would go back and forth and it's kind of come. Uh, after I did my first swim in the suck and I got to the end of it and it was quite the miserable experience. Um, I had some back issues going on, which I should have probably been looking at surgery and that all came later on from it, but I was quite miserable, but I got to the end and I had so much left in it, but I felt so miserable and I thought, well, if I feel this bad and I know that I'm in, you know, probably the worst shape of my life and I just did this 10 mile swim, then, you know, really where does it go from there? You know, and then you start meeting people, you know, around the world and been fortunate to travel and swim across the country and meet people that do these epic things and they do it um the first part was tackling the cold so i'm more proud of how we do that than we do distance so um we've kind of here people followed me through there and i just went off the likes of like what colleen blair and sarah thomas and elaine has been a big help with that when i was starting out and going year-round swimming and trying to get to an ice mile um so that's really you know, I, there's no magic for me. There's been no magic secret to it and it's just swimming. So I don't really take it too seriously, but I do get invested into it with it. Um, you know, that's so I guess that's my approach to it. Just have fun <laughs> with it and just build slowly, you know, don't take no for an answer. Right. You know that yeah. you can drink like a whole bottle of children's Advil in one setting. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> Oh, tell me about recruiting people to for cold water swimming because I, I have some trouble with that around here. What's what? <laughs> recruiting people for cold water swimming for do you just like being example or how do you do that? I don't know. I mean, it took a while before people were even trying to do it around. Most of them wear wetsuits here, and and I don't I don't discourage that. Um, I had to at one point I was in them too, so I was happy to leave it and to move on without it and so I just try to encourage when people show up at our swims and we've had them Anita can attest to this we've had them show up and be like yeah I can I'm a great swimmer I swam in these temperatures and they jump in and they've never had their head above water or they've really never done it and they freak out and so we've kind of learned like sites to see around people that are dangerous but I've also kind of picked up on cues for like somebody that has the potential to do it um, and they're usually the ones that will come in and just, you know, they're kind of a little crazy and, you know, not a little fearless and just not afraid to jump in and try and they do it and you just kind of go up and approach them and be like, hey, I do this, you know, and there's other people wearing wetsuits, but you don't have to and, you know, you can keep swimming with us after the season ends and we've got some great quarries and they get down to about, it gets down to about 40.8, it's about the coldest that it gets, so um, just try to encourage them to go along with it. And just that first time, what I've found that works best for a couple of them that have had successful goes at it and they've went down into the mid forties is that um, 
just encourage them to get out and try to stay as long as they can until they want to get out and let them get out and just kind of ignore all that stuff. And just for me, it took a year of like, this sucks, but I'm going to fake it and lie about it and say that it's great. <laughs> and eventually it became great. So uh, just stick with it and lie to yourself. You know, it's not that bad. It's just cold, you know. That's awesome. Um, can you tell me about a swim that you're, that you're proud of? One of your own swims. <laughs> I'm proud of them all. <laughs> you know, um, I'm proud of them all. I think uh, my first swim, the suck, I'm really proud of. Um, I was having a lot of back issues with that um, there. I really shouldn't have done that swim, but I'd signed up for it and I wanted to do it. And uh, at the time that summer, we had all the stress of doing Bridges to Bluffs 1 and um, I, my back kept going worse and worse and I wasn't getting answers and I didn't, I didn't want to go down that road and so finishing that you know I was proud of that because that that was a big accomplishment you know and I got to do it with my friends um the other swims that I'm proud of I mean I'm proud of my first solo cold water swim that I did by myself you know getting in those 40 degree water you know with people around um but I think the other ones they're kind of to other people they may sound insignificant but it's like having somebody else join when they do their first night swim and they love it, you know, that becomes a swim that I like, or, you know, uh, joining somebody when they do their first longest swim and they don't think that they could do it. And I got to swim along and be a part. So, you know, um, yeah. I'm proud of them all, I guess, or else I wouldn't be doing, wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. That's great. Um, do you have any favorite swim memories you can share with us? Yeah. Going cuss. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, uh, I think one of my favorites is uh, when Jack and I first started swimming, we would swim early in the mornings, you know, start and the sun would rise up as we were swimming down. And we weren't really, I wasn't at the time, we didn't really know a lot about how to track the currents or the temperatures or any of that stuff. We just go and do it. And it had really been storming hard and the, it, the current was faster than, than probably I should have been in or wanted to have been in at the time. And you know, and, but I wasn't going to say that. And it was my birthday of all things. And so we'd shown up and uh, he jumped in and we got in and we couldn't see. And all of a sudden, like um, I, this tree had fell into the river and it was like a massive, like real legit tree. And he was way downstream and he usually would like do circles and like come back up and check on me because I'm, I'm definitely slower than he is. And, uh, but it used to really piss me off. And so I didn't want him to do it. And so I swam into this tree and I was in the branches and I couldn't get out of it. And every time I'd try, it would kind of like float down the river with me. And I was like, well, great, this just sucks. You know, it's dark and I'm freezing cold and I'm in this tree. And I was like, they'll come back eventually. And they never, and he did him and another friend is there. They never came back. And I got out of the tree and I got caught up to him. And at that time we're in this curve in the river. And all of a sudden there's this massive barge coming up the river. And we've got to cross and just like sprint harder than we've ever sprinted before. Or at least I did to like try to get over to the other side and like this barge just goes by and it has this huge wake that comes up and it knocks me into this trash pile that's on the other side. And it was, you know, one of those swims and then getting back and we're finishing it and I'm going by the marina and there's this guy at the marina that's like, don't swim by the marina. It's not grounded. You can get electrocuted. And so I was like, you know, this is, this is great. You know, I've had this. That was an, one of my favorite memories, you know. We, it, it was uh, an experience, you know, that most people probably think is crazy, but, you know, I have a feeling most people in this group probably get. <laughs> a birthday to remember, for sure. <laughs>
um, tell me a little bit more about uh, about uh, approaching unknown waters. This is kind of something I'm always intrigued by um, when you don't know much about, well, yeah, even things like getting caught up in a current and um, like to me that freaks me out. <laughs> How do you overcome those kind of fears and just jump in? I'm not lying when I say this, but I've never really had a moment in swimming where I've been panicked or I've gotten scared or I've had to like overcome something. I mean, swimming into the tree, I probably should have been a little bit, but it was more like, this is, ha oh, this is kind of funny that this is happening. So I would say that it's always just been like keeping a level head about yourself. Um, where we are, the currents don't really get that bad because technically it's a lake that's controlled by dams. So it, if we get like really heavy rains or when they're raising levels in the local recreation areas, it'll flow a little bit faster, but we don't get anything that happens like what the Hudson River gets or, you know, tides get in the ocean. Um, but folks do get a little panicked because they, in, a lot of times when we were first starting out with cows, we would have these things like who was the first to swim this part of the river, you know, and we would make it a little thing like that with four or five of us that would go around. And, you know, honestly, I don't know. I think you just, um, you kind of have to just play it safe on your own and just trust your own instincts with it. You know, swimming is a solo sport that you get to do with other people. So um, being around other people that you can kind of trust and somebody that's a little bit more experienced, even if it's in a newer place, um, I taught my four-year-old nephew this this past week, like we got in the lake and it's like, all right, now look around and pick, you know, like three things that could be dangerous and make sure you can see the bottom. I guess you have all that stuff, but um, I don't know. It's always like, for me, it's an adventure. It's like when I get to swim and when I get to swim a new section of the river, or we've got these lakes that are up in the Smoky Mountains and get to go and swim those. And so, you know, a few of them I know, I'm like, I'm one of the first people that's ever been in this part of it, you know, that I know of that's doing anything, you know, like legit non just recreational floating and it's you know to me it's fun it's like getting that way so I don't really think about those types of things and fortunately we've never had an incident where somebody has needed help getting them out of that moment you know they get a little worked up but they get around other people and, they, and they're fine Got it. Um, we're starting to dwindle down in time um, I wanted to let other people have a question, ask questions if they wanted to, but can you tell me your advice for um, an aspiring marathon swimmer? Yeah, get started. You know, there's really no secret formula to it. The formula that I found was to find people that did it better and do what they they do. You know, there's a thousand different there's a thousand different ways to swim. You know, with people's different strokes, find what works for you and just keep going, you know. Yeah, that's good advice. Let's do it. Um, whose Marathon Swim story do you want to hear? Yours. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. No, uh, actually, I did think about this question. There's a lady in South Carolina named Melinda Menzer. She's a professor of English at Furman, and, and she I've met her through the race and year she did a refugee swim for a Jewish organization. She drew attention by swimming across small publicity for it, but um, hearing her speak is very powerful. Um, and she's just a 
Lisa Amaral out from in California. Um, mm -hmm. She's an excellent crew person. And I think having maybe that on, like the perspective from Marathon Swim Stories from someone who's primarily a crew and has done some epic stuff. Um, then I'd also like to throw Elaine Howell for nominating me. I know they've got more stories that they could share and tell, you know? Really, yeah. I, I'd like to hear you. <laughs> Consider that. Um, <laughs> um. I'm uh, trying to figure out how to do some redos with people because uh, we had uh, definitely early on, some of them are really short. I know like Molly Nance, her, her recording ended up being like 15 minutes and I'm like, wait a second, there's more stories there. I'm trying yeah, to become a better uh, interviewer too. So <laughs> we'll Chris, figure out. Great. I mean, Chris, I could listen to Chris and Mark Spratt tell stories all day long. So, you know, <laughs> I already <Right>. went. <laughs> Anybody have questions for Blake? I come off mute. Um, I just, I, this is Chris again. I, I just wanted to say, and I'm not saying this just because Blake's been, is here and we're friends, but uh, having done Bridges to Bluff last year and a ton of other open water races, I can tell you that it is one of the best run and most fun races I've ever done. Um, just the way he and Jack put everything on, the attention to detail. You know, I think we've all been to races where we're like, ooh, that, that part was really poorly managed. Um, there was nothing about this race that I could critique um, in the negative way. And it was just, it was just flawless and I know it, how much work that they put into it and it's um, you know and, and of course there's always just chance <laughs> any number of things can go wrong and things do go wrong of course but we don't see it so I, again I just can't speak highly enough about it it was so much fun so if we get get a chance to sign up and do it um, definitely do um, it, the energy is just great um, so it's my plug <laughs> but it's it's very much genuine Thanks. I could I will I will Thanks. I will this that um, even though we've had the COVID that's gone on, we're still open right now. Um, I don't know how that status will change because the South's starting to climb in their COVID case numbers. So we're watching it, but we do love it. And this place is a great place to swim. And, you know, after we started having success, one of our goals was to keep riding that success, to have this become you know, kind of the equivalent of the Boston Marathon of swims and not competing against other swims, but just that swim that people want to do. And this is a great area. It's cheap. We have the support of the local government um, and the sports commission. And we've got some ideas that are coming up. You know, marathon swimming is a very expensive sport, you know, and so you, it takes a lot of time to prepare and to save up for it. And this is an area where we can host and we can do things for marathon swimmers that doesn't break the bank. You know, it's like, you don't, you can avoid the, uh, the cost of San Francisco and New York and, and uh, um, those and still get a great experience. You know, we've got. Sure, true. Yeah. Any other questions for Blake? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would love to hear, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be a, a swim this up newbie this fall. Um, and Want to get your your tips? Anything you have to say that would you know be helpful to new swim the suck swimmers? Well, congratulations! Uh, it's a great uh, it's a great race, um, Kara. I jokingly call her the grandmother of open water swimming because if it wasn't for Kara and what she did in Chattanooga, we wouldn't have been there. Um, it's a great first marathon swim or ultra marathon distance, whatever. Um, 
get that double digit miles it's because that you know half first five miles are really fast and you've got the current that assists there and then it kind of dwindles down a little bit from there but um you still feel it throughout the whole way and um it's just an there's an environment down there that's very laid back and relaxed and the people that go to that event um while you look at their resumes are very impressive. They're very laid back and very welcoming. So it's a, I think it's a great experience for a, a beginner who's stepping up to that distance. If you can go like a, a, a 10 K eight mile, you've got that swim, you know, I think. Well, I'm plenty you're, you're eight miles in Philly. Uh, so I've got an eight mile swim in um, late August to as kind of um, training. And so I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you. All right, you guys, we're a little over time. Blake, thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah. I love yeah. hearing your story. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Yeah, very much enjoyed this. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys, have a good day. We'll see Thanks, you on guys. Thursday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Take care, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.